Hello, welcome to another installment of Systems Within Systems Presents The Way of Violent Realization. I'm Ben, uh, we have Kenny and Vikram with us, and as always, Sifu Hill. Hey everybody. So, Sifu, what are we talking about tonight? You know, I like to uh, kind of address uh, what's going on in the martial art world a little bit. And uh, there's some, some things been going on with, you see a lot of uh, competition and whatnot in the martial arts or people pointing the fingers at what martial arts better than others. And I really like to clarify what I see is that there really is no bad martial art, there's just bad teachers. And in the martial art community uh, today, everything uh, in our time, um, you'll see that it's become very much a competition against other martial arts or whatever it may be in the sport area of it. And it's also become very entertaining uh, in the movies and whatnot uh, with a lot of ridiculous stuff that's going on in the movies today. And I think a lot of martial arts and, and, and uh, get an idea or they feel as an idea that a martial art is entertainment. And years ago, uh, I trained for uh, 19 years and uh, I started uh, a long time ago looking for what a real martial art was. And I would do this with various things. And I guess at that point, I was looking for what true Shaolin was, what Shaolin was supposed to represent. To me today, if you look at Shaolin and what Shaolin uh, represents, it's really an amalgamation of the self. So you create the art. And to me, that's what Shaolin represented such a long time ago. It wasn't just like a system, so this is Shaolin. It was you become Shaolin. You know, kind of like what a black belt's supposed to be. You know, you start with your white and you dye the belt all the way up till you get your black and then you wear the black till it turns to a grayish color and then eventually the belt falls off of you and that's when you start learning. And all this has been become a lost art. I teach the systems within systems because I try to really create and have the student create themselves. And I try to bring it into a real-life mortal combat scenario. And I think combat is what's gotten away from the martial arts today. True mortal combat. Uh, the idea is like oh, somebody does Kung Fu or somebody does Tai Chi or somebody does uh, whatever, you know, whatever style, Tiger, Crane, all this stuff. It's just become more under the realm of what they think it's supposed to look like instead of applying it to real-life mortal combat. And even in the ring, <clears throat> you know, what's going on in the ring. Fighters that are very good at mixed different styles and whatnot fighting in the ring. One warrior fighting another warrior. It's still, that's competition is done in the ring. It's all dangerous. What you could take into like a real life scenario is really what the martial art to me was really supposed to represent. What it really was and what it was meant to do. You know, as far as the material part of it, the other part of the martial art, I would say, would be the more spiritual part of it, which would be, for lack of a better word, a spiritual part of it, would be to get to know who and what you are better through what you were doing materially in the arts. You know, what you were understanding your temple, getting your brain to melt through your body, right, to be able to understand all the movements of your body. Now movements have become showbiz you have people doing forms and what wushu used to really be was a military art now it's become entertainment 
and most of those people uh, can't fight their way out of a paper bag. There's just no real combat that goes with it. It's just become entertainment. I'm not saying they're not tough or that they can't fight, but in a combat situation, a real-life situation, that, to me, is what the martial art should be. Now, it all has its segments. There was this thing that just came out that you guys are telling me about, Thunder Chi, uh, where there was this guy who was from the mixed martial arts, I believe, or something with the mixed martial arts. I don't follow things too well on that category. I don't really get involved with it. But <clears throat> you guys show me some videos. And even before you show me the video, I even told you what this guy's got to do in his stance and all, just you know, kind of knowing what people do. And, uh, of course, he, he got knocked out relatively quickly. And um, <clears throat> that, again, still, to me, forms under the realm of entertainment and also people living in a bubble. And when I mean a bubble, years ago when I taught, uh, well, still to this day, but one of the things I used to describe was fish tanks. You know, you have African fish, you have tropical fish, you have saltwater fish. And you put African fish in one tank and they fight in a circular motion. You have tropical fish in another tank and they fight head on. But when you mix the tanks, they end up destroying each other because they just don't know each other's fighting styles or what's going on. It's like mixing one school with another school. And in Mortal Kombat, you have no idea what's going on. When you meet somebody that wants to murder you, it's a whole different concept. Somebody that wants to murder you. And it doesn't have to be an extremely, like, of course, when you think of that, you think of the most, you know, equipped, trained individual, you know, that's got Navy SEAL or something like that that's coming at you with a knife and doing all those things. And I could tell you some stories about that as well. But um, <clears throat> anybody coming at you with a knife with the intent to murder you, you can have a five-year-old kid coming at you with a knife that just has a meltdown and just coming at you like a little raging maniac with intent to kill could be, be, could be dangerous and is dangerous, you know. And when you have a person that has intent to murder you or people or groups or panic, it's a different type of facing. When you stand in front of that individual, and I think that's what I'm saying. It's not a bad martial art. It's just bad teachers. I understand the idea of competition, I understand that, but you need to take it out of the fishbowl. I feel that any true martial artist is going to feel the same way, that I'm going to say the same. Even your mixed martial art guys, the guy that knocked out this fire chi guy, whatever he was, whatever it is, they're all going to say, yeah, there is a difference between combat, when somebody wants to hurt you, than competition in a ring, or a movies. And I feel that it's all become now under the realm, whether it's violent or in a, you know, uh, choreographed or whatever it may be, it's become entertainment. Real martial arts is not entertainment. And real soul searching is not in entertainment. And the whole idea of combining those two is become a lost art. The art has become a lost art, which is something that I've tried to find and look for all my life, is why I am teaching from a systems within systems. And the name systems within systems means many systems and styles to understand oneself. The name systems within systems means that your brain works on many different systems 
of understanding many different levels. And as you break through those levels and you understand them, you naturally move and defend yourself better in a Mortal Kombat situation. So when faced with a person that really wants to murder you, it comes out of the realm of entertainment. It's gone. Entertainment's gone. Either it works or it doesn't work. Or a person that wants to murder you comes out of the realm of competition. And I always, you know, back in the day when I said competition, like there, I would have put a good boxer against a good martial artist any day. And now, hey, wow, they discovered that. Now they're mixing boxing with arts and all these different things and grappling and all this stuff, and it's all very good. But competition is still competition. No matter how violent an individual may be, there's nobody out there that should be putting down anybody else. I, you know, like... A while back, I had some young person uh, write uh, to me, uh, when, and I didn't really pay attention. I'm getting better because we're creating this whole podcast and everything we're doing now. I'm going to get better with talking to people and whatnot. But the kid wrote, and he said, and I was with Ben, and he wrote, No, you, you're, you're full of crap. Uh, she does leave the body. You know? And I went, uh and I saw it, and I, I didn't want to answer the kid. I've, I was figuring a kid. It may not be a kid, but I'm going to say it sounded like a very uh, naive young person. And um, <clears throat> and then Ben and I decided to look up. He mentioned his teacher, and he looked up the teacher, right? And the teacher was doing some type of Tai Chi um, energy-moving thing. And people, like he would touch people, and they would just jump around like they were possessed or something. And he would move them or just tap them, and they would fly, you know, like... It was all these energy waves that were coming in. And I remember being really upset by that. There was some guy who was out of California. And I, you know, I still have some aggression in me, even though I've calmed down over the years, you know. I said, you know, I'm going to go out to that school. I'm going to knock on the door. I'm going to challenge the head teacher and every student there. And I'm going to just disgrace everything. This guy's not representing anything. That's how I felt, of course, you know. Then I saw... A video not shortly after that where there was this, some mixed martial art guy was facing one of these type of guys where there was a tai chi guy whatever it was and he you know he He's, knocked the he, guy out. he was trying to use his like chi control chi, on yeah. the mma guy and the mma guy just came in and punched him in the mouth three times <laughs> and and then and he was out he was down for the count. And the guy that was down for the count must have been like this last fire chi thing guy. He was shocked. That's the that's what I mean, fish tank. That's the bubble. That's what you mean by bubble, yeah. Yeah, and I'm saying, gee, I felt bad for the, 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 the guy that was getting hit. Like, all of a sudden, uh, I, I think the only difference with this thunder chi guy, the guy that did it was a loudmouth, right? Mm -hmm. From what I understand. And now he's somewhat, you know, he's kind of like, secluded or whatever it is. Yeah. I, I don't know much about it, but he had a mouth. This guy didn't have a mouth. The guy I watched, he actually ran to the guy and was trying to comfort him, you yeah. know, because he realized, wow, this guy really believed that this would work. Yeah, the, and, the, the MMA guy felt bad because he just... Well, it, it was funny because you could... The video quality wasn't that high, but you could... You could you could see that he you actually see felt bad. He was super confused. Yeah. Well, the the guy, the Tai Chi guy or whatever he was, the Chi manipulation guy was super confused, and the MMA guy just felt bad. He's like, I just, I just beat up this crazy old man. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't that old. That guy wasn't that old. I no, but but the MMA yeah. guy clearly was a lot younger than. Yeah, and he and he didn't seem that like a talented uh, mixed martial arts guy. You know, 
kind of like people were telling me that this other guy that with the thunder chief really wasn't a he wasn't like a real professional guys that are that are out there he doing was, it. Yeah, I think he was paid by some company. Like, you know, he was just like a... like. He, he was a formidable looking dude. Yeah, but he's just, he was just big and strong. That's really what it was. That's like, right. Yeah, that's, you know, you don't <laughs> that, need that much was enough. that. But. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that's and there's a guy, you, you take those situations, and that's, to me, what combat is. Combat is different when somebody says, Hey, Kenny, you looking at my girl? And I pull out a knife and I go, I'm going to stab you. I'm going to kill you. That's a whole different ball game there. When somebody want, or panic, if you ever seen people panic and come at you and they doing what they're doing. If it's not obvious, we don't condone that behavior. <clears throat> yeah, it's just, it's just, that to me is what real martial art is. And we've lost that. And I'm not saying that, and that's what I'm saying, teachers need to have a responsibility to teaching whatever their art may be. If it's Kung Fu, if it's Tai Chi, if it's... Uh, you know, mixed martial arts, this, that, and the other thing. They teach it within the realm that it's there, but a teacher also has an obligation to the student to teach him how to use it and what what the art's truly supposed to represent. There And there's a big difference. And now today, everything's become entertainment and money. Okay, so you know. <clears throat> from your perspective, as far as the combat's concerned, I, from where you're coming from, I agree. But on the same token, depending on the venue, as long as the teacher's honest and clear about the intentions of the teaching style and the school, it doesn't bother me. So I'm going to use some we both know. I'm going to use your, your goddaughter. When she was training with the Wushu guy, he seemed to be pretty open uh, that it was like... That's what it was. A competition-based school. Right. He's like, I'm training them <clears throat> for Wushu competitions. And that's no problem. That's, that's, that's cool. That's what I'm saying. Because he was like, he wasn't like, oh yeah, she'll be able to fight in the ring after this. He was just like, no. And that's what I mean. There's I need her to look exactly the way I need her to look during these movements. And that's what... It, it's going to make her body strong. And it did. And she's going to have control of her movement, which it did give her. But as far as fighting, he didn't make any claims about that. That's right. And that's that's more where I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. So if you go look... <clears throat> and as a teacher, observation and listening become really important. Because if someone comes up to me like, I just want to be healthy. I just, you know, like, I don't need to go into the... The systems within system stuff, the Shaolin stuff. I don't need to like let's let's more hungar for you. No, if they just want their body strong, I can do that with certain form work in the Tai Chi, and give them health benefits. But if they're looking to, you know, if they want that combat aspect, that's a completely different type of training, it's a different it's mindset. Rare. That's right, and it's rare. And I think it depends what you do as a, as, as a teacher and what you're looking for. Coming from an honest perspective, if you want that esprit de corps, that idea of community you know, feel like you belong to something, that's fine. But don't go promoting it like it's something. And don't point your finger and say, hey, uh, Taekwondo or, you know, uh, Karate is not a real martial art or this isn't a real martial art. That's not true. They're all real martial arts. It depends on who's teaching it. You can't say, well, ninja, ninjutsu is a real martial art because they only teach about death and this, that, and the other thing. Well, there's a lot of ninjas out there that I've met throughout my life that, are not that very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. It's more fantasy. Some of them get arrested because they make so much noise carrying all the stuff they carry on them, thinking that they're ninjas. It really depends. Like a real ninja, real dude, that's a that's a mm-hmm. real dude. A real karate guy, a real kung fu guy, real. I'm yeah. not, you know, and they're <clears throat> for real, and they're not living in their own image. They're really teaching the art from different perspectives of how 
And art is like a, it's like a pizza pie, you know? And when you teach that, you give a student a slice. That slice is not the whole pie. So they may understand a little bit about sparring. They may understand a little bit about grappling. But eventually, you have to have the whole pie. To make that a whole pie, you need to add all the slices to who you are as an individual until eventually the pie disappears. And that's truly when you start learning. It isn't a short journey. It's a long journey. It's a lifetime journey of, of understanding what it is on how to apply yourself and materially to, to, to the combat part. Uh, a quick story. I was in a friend's um, martial art. Um, you guys heard this story before, but they have probably not have heard it on the podcast. You know, <clears throat> I was in a martial art um, equipment place, and this guy's had this equipment place forever. And uh, I walked in one time, and he, I was sitting here with a couple of my students back then, and um, he said, you know, I always liked you. He says, you're one of the few martial artists that come in here, you and this other guy that I consider that really have a grip on what martial arts is about. He says, but the one thing that's always disappointed me is when you come in and you meet these other martial artists that come in, you never prove yourself. You never say anything. You don't do anything. You just listen. And, you know, like only I saw you get mad once at a guy that was doing a bodyguard service and you just opened up there a little bit and started poking him in the head because, you know, you felt that he had a responsibility to dealing with, you know, protecting people. You better get out of the fantasy realm and really be able to do it. And um, he says, but other than that, and that was just talking, and the guy backed off right there because he could see just by your movement talking to him that, you know, he, he knew that, okay, there's something to this guy. And I said, because nobody listens everybody's going to go back to doing what they're going to do. And he goes, that's not true. He says, I had a guy in here, right? And he was a bodyguard for a famous martial artist who was out there doing full contact fighting. And I really like this guy. He's one of the other guys that I feel is a real guy. I mean, if you're a bodyguard for a martial artist who's out there winning battles, you know, a mixed martial art guy, you know, the bodyguard's got to be either as tough or even tougher than the guy that's, He's protecting, right? Because right. people come up and challenge you. There's a lot of boneheads out there, you know? And um, he happened, this other guy from this other school walks in, some Tai Chi and Wing Chun school, walks in, he says, oh, and he recognizes him. So right away, he starts telling him, you should come down to my school. I could show you things and this, that, and the other thing. And this guy is like, what's this guy talking about? You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, what could you possibly have to teach me? So he's going on and on, and he's building himself up. And finally, this guy who was a, like a mountain guy. He was a big dude, right? He goes, all right, let's see what you got. Right there in his shop. And uh, the guy was telling me, you know, the owner of the shop. I don't want to mention his name because I know probably a lot of people know him. And he's still around today. Uh, says, yeah. So he goes, well, I have this hold, this move. I put on your arm and stuff that will you know, with the energies and stuff like that here. So the guy grabs this guy's arm and whatnot. And he's hold and finally the, the guy who's the bodyguard just got fed up with what this guy was trying to do. And he just hit him. <laughs> and he flew through the shop, knocked all his display so <laughs> fell in down to the ground. Then he gets up, says a few things, doesn't, you know, know that he was 
definitely way out of his league with this guy, you know. And God gets up embarrassed. And uh, back then, he also sold cigarettes and stuff in the shop. So that's how long ago this was, right? And um, and he still had the shop today. And he leaves. So he says to me, he goes, see? So he proved the point to him. And I'm sitting there with a couple of my guys. And I went, I said, uh, let me ask you a question, right? He goes, I said to him, did the guy come back like a few weeks later? He goes, yeah. Did he have an excuse? Did he say his chi was off that day? He just had a bad day or it wasn't right. He just was off. His energies weren't working right, this, that, and the other thing. And he looks at me, the fellow I was saying this to, looks at me and goes, didn't say anything, just looks at me and goes, okay, you're right. <laughs> because we will make excuses for ourselves as well, you know? And that's just human nature. You know, I'm sure the guy with the thunder chi, whatever it is, or the other guy later on will make excuses and the students will still follow because they have that esprit de corps. They have that sense of community. Martial arts about creating an individual. It's about becoming an individual. It's about expressing technique of movements of whatever it is that help you to get there. And through the movements and through the technique, what form used to represent, you know, besides competition, what movements and uh, executing like Jeet Kune Do or different aspects of the martial art through techniques, drills, and whatnot, you get to discover more of your overall sense of self. That is a very difficult thing to stand in front of. You know, when you have understanding form work, uh, uh, drills, and all these things are helping you to better connect with all the mini brains of the body to understand that the left side has a different consciousness than the right side the muscle groups move differently things move differently to have an overall understanding of body movement and then from that you could execute other types of techniques like true power and punching and what it means to really hit you know without all the magic and, the, and all the, you know, you bring it into the science of what the martial art is. And I believe that that is something that has lost. And that's what I mean. Teaching becomes very important. It also, you know, uh, how you represent who and what you are to your student and understanding that you are trying to guide this individual to a better understanding of themselves. Depending on your teaching, it could be just raw, pure, like, you know, cloak and dagger, death ninja stuff. If that's what you're teaching, that's fine. I teach from both spectrums. I teach that stuff and I teach the soulful experience because anybody that truly gets to the point that can present that and use it, you want them to have a better understanding of who they are because it's, it's deadly. Now, not just deadly, you want to be deadly you could put a gun in an eight-year-old's hand and he's deadly. He or she is deadly. You know, like anybody, anybody could kill somebody. You drive in your car, you can run over somebody. Anybody has the ability to do that. The idea of understanding how your body moves and be able to present it takes it out of the realm of competition and brings it into a true life art, the art of self. To me, that's what Shaolin was supposed to represent and it's become lost. Now it's more like it represents, you know, a certain look, you know, a certain way that everybody's used to.
real life combat martial arts it's horrible to look at you know it doesn't look nice what i mean is it's not i mean when you see it it's it's terrifying when somebody really knows what they're doing and does it it's not it's it's extremely if you were to look at it and not understand in a positive violent realm it's extremely intimidating and 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 just like that looks like no other violence i've ever seen on the planet it's not pretty and it's not gruesome like you see in the movies i'm gonna stab the guy through the throat we're gonna do all it's 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 effective it's done boom that's real martial art and i feel that that's just become lost now i don't expect ever there's different levels you know in different stages that a student like ben was saying earlier goes through depends on what you're looking for but to me it's a journey who cares if you get there you know it's just wanting just to get there just the discovery of yourself is what's going to make it dangerous and i and i really believe now that the martial arts has just become it is and i saw it many years ago it's just become lost it's all good it all depends on how you apply it there's no bad tai chi there's no bad martial it's just when you get out of the realm of the entertainment and you get out of the realm of of the commercialism of it and you get out of the realm of of uh you know competition and i believe any true martial artist that's listened to this you could be the top most best martial artist in whatever you are in your community you could be the best mixed martial art fighter they're all going to agree with me they're all going to say there's a difference when you're yes and you could take those mixed martial art guys or the kung fu guys or all these people and let them face a real life situation situation with a bunch of trained marines that are just trained in killing they don't have great skills they don't they just are going to kill you that's it and you're facing that guy who's just trained to just wheel a knife a certain way and if you're not used to standing in front of that you're going to die you got to get they 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 cheat <laughs> It's not that way. They're coming at you in ways that you've never seen. And some of the knife fights that I've been in were always a surprise. Like, what's that? What's that moving at me that way for? I never. What? What is that? You know, like you know, because he wants to murder you. It's a whole different ball game when somebody wants to kill you. And you know, okay, just and, and it's not a time to question. Say, does this stuff work? <laughs> well, I remember there was an interesting story, and I'm not gonna. Call it the guy's name, but he was very honest about it. And it was a, it was a real experience, and he was a professional uh, mixed martial arts fighter, and he was he was good. I mean, he was champion at one time, and he was good at what he did. He was very good at what he did, and I forgot where he was, but he wasn't in the U.S. And he kept getting challenged because that happens from time to time. And he, he needs like, that bodyguard. Well, yeah, yeah, he needs he needs, <laughs> he needs that bodyguard. That bodyguard. <laughs> But the interesting thing was, like like you said, they, they cheated. The guy was like, let's fight. And, you know, there was a, a language barrier, barrier at the time. Right. And he's just like, okay, one-on-one. And the guy's like, yeah, one-on-one. And then five guys came at him. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, he, he did it okay. And then, like, because of who he was, he was able to get out of it and, like, move away from it. Right. But it wasn't just, he wasn't, he didn't knock, Surprise! like. Surprise! Yeah, he was just like, and then they came at him again. They're like, let's fight. And he's like. One on one, and he's like, "Yeah." And then they came at him again. He's like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah. And that's. Imagine if those guys had knives in their hands. No, no, but or I think bats or I something think it like was that. just. It was more. It was more competition. It was more playful competition, but, but still, it was still like 
wait, wait, what? wait, what? <laughs> what? But but that's and also because they were afraid of him. So it wasn't just one guy who's coming at him. No, he, five he, guys came at him. He was formidable. He was formidable. He's not. That's right. He's not a massive guy. I know many people on the street. He's a dangerous guy that have gotten killed because they were formidable, because people felt threatened by them. Mm. One guy, uh, just I could tell so many stories and they're true stories yeah. about people that died because other people were afraid of them. Being being feared is not a great thing either, because then a person's going to use what optimum they have to use against you. Right. Would any of you guys want to stand in front of me and fight me to the death with your fist in your hands? No, you're getting hit by a truck. You wouldn't want to do that. So what do you got to do if you stood in front of me? You're afraid of me, right? You're going to run. No. If you had to fight me, you're going to cheat. Oh, hell yeah. You're going to cheat. Nothing personal. You've got to have help. You're going to do that because it's just that way. You know, if there's an alpha there, then you've got to get a group of other groups to become alpha, or you've got to carry something that's going to make you alpha. There's no referee on the street. Well, that's Mortal Kombat. And, you know, when you think about that, when you're training for that realm, it's what, like in the movie, which is the truth, point your finger to the moon, but don't concentrate on the finger, or you miss all that heavenly glory. And what that means is it's about discovery. So you're always going for optimum. There was a a show, uh, and maybe you guys will know it, about these uh, four martial, mixed martial art guys that I, I don't follow any of this in the community. I just go by because I know you guys will all watch that stuff. And, uh, but I did see the show, and I, I think I showed it to you, Ben. I don't know mm-hmm. if I showed it to Kenny or Vic. Uh, about these four formidable mixed martial art guys, top guys. And you could just see they were just tough guys that went to a Marine boot camp. Seen, right, right. This was the UFC, a group of UFC fighters uh, worked with some... So I love that because I love the, the attitudes of the UFC fighters. You know, they went there. One of the UFC fighters was, um, was a former Marine with these guys. Yeah. They went in to face these guys and fight them, and, con- and they all died. They all got killed. And the guy's attitude, the, you, I don't know, maybe you guys can, um, they probably, people that are listening could find it, you know, yeah. UFC fighters challenge Marines. Um, uh, on the way back, I really love the attitude of the UFC fighters. They were just hardcore guys. They were tough. And they admitted we would have died. We we lasted seconds with these guys. And these guys were not trained mixed martial art fighters. And what was great about the show, at the end, I believe, the mixed martial art guys were showing them techniques on the ground and grappling techniques. They were still sharing information. You know, but even though they know that, okay, well, if you do get in a situation, you may want to use this leg hold or this arm bar, whatever it is that they teach, you know, they were showing them how to do that. But they also know that they would have never gotten to that situation because they would have been dead before that even happened. Because they were coming out and hitting it. <laughs> like there was no, and the attitudes of the martial art guys, to me, were true martial artists in the sense that, hey, we do mixed martial arts. We're very good at what we do. I, I don't know if you remember any of the guys' names that were in it, but I, I remember I one of the guys. I remember some of them, but I... Can't say, and you said this guy's very good. He's a really yeah. famous martial art yeah, guy. There's yeah. a couple like really big name people. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. What exactly their names are, but like champions, former champions. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they had some heavy hitters. Had there. some heavy hitters that won yeah. and stuff, and they just were dead instantly. And there you go. It's different mm-hmm. when someone wants to murder you. And they all admitted that. It was great that they were humbled enough to say, "This is, this is different." Well, the the interesting thing was like I remember one guy specifically. He came out. And they were doing the drill where it was like a weapons drill, and they, they they were armored up a little bit. And he came out, and 
the one Marine was like, I don't think this guy knows how to fight multiple people. Because you come to an intersection and you got to fight two guys. So the Marine starts circling around him, and the guy circles around, and the other Marine just comes behind him and just stabs him in the back. <laughs> or hits him over yeah, the head like, or yeah, just beats, he's, 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 he's like, like what happened? <laughs> and what happened? <laughs> because he's, he's so used to that mindset of one-on-one, and the other Marine's like, it just it just moved, and the other guy just came in from behind. Fighting and, a group, but, but that's, or that's, that's how it goes. I, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm not saying he... I'm just saying... He took advantage of his inexperience. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to say it. I'm, and this I know is the guy's very, an excellent fighter. Yeah, yeah. It's just very funny because the same thing would happen to us, especially with the helmets on, your peripheral vision, you're like, wait, oh, damn it, there's a guy behind me. <laughs> like, but what I've been thinking about a lot recently, and this kind of, I don't know if you if this kid, if you were um, expecting an answer or anything like that, but you, you kind of said, um, what was it? There's no such thing as, like, knife defense techniques, right? You were talking about, like, you know... Oh, you got me going on that yeah. one class. Yeah. <laughs> there's, like, you know, there's no, like, thing you practice where it's like, oh, hey, you do this move, and then you disarm them this way, and then that's that's the knife defense technique, right? And I was thinking about, you know, the training, my training with the jujitsu, and I know what they are. Like, those techniques, I looked at them, and I'm like, what they are is they're just strategies of dealing with knives from certain orientations and using certain movements. You move around the knife, you move back and then in, you move straight in, right? It's just strategy, technique, and orientation, right? Um, and it kind of made me realize something, right? And then I started looking at all techniques. You know, I've, I've come from a multidiscipline background. I learned a lot of different techniques. And what it made me kind of start to think about was that these techniques, it's like, um, it's just, all of it, what it's trying to do is it's trying to teach you how to create movement, right? When you're dealing with any sort of situation, whatever it is, you're not using you might use it. Maybe it'll come out. Maybe something from a form will come out. Maybe something that I practice in jiu-jitsu, some throw, or whatever, will come out perfectly the way it is. But what I've been learning the whole time is is movement. And in that moment, what I have to do is I have to create movement. It might be something new. It might be something sloppy. It might be something different, right? And I think that's kind of like people expect that what they've taught, what they've been taught, right? You know, you learn some whatever technique, leg, leg sweep, right? You learn how to block a punch and then do a leg sweep and then punch the guy on the ground right? That's directly what you're going to use, right? They have this idea that, oh, I've been learning this technique. I've been training this technique. This technique is exactly what I need to deal with the situation. It's like, no, this technique deals exactly with what you're dealing with in the class, right? In this dojo or in the school or whatever else, someone throws this punch, you block and then you punch, then you sweep, right? And that's what you, um, that's, that technique works exactly for what it is in that school, right? In that Mm -hmm. moment, with that specific thing in this context, right? And if you don't examine the context in which you're using your techniques, you're never going to understand how to take it out of the school and into the street, like into the real world, right? If you don't understand that what you're practicing is is this um, is this tiny little piece, and you have to take all these tiny little pieces and start putting them together, um, you don't you don't have the full art. That's right. right? That's what I said earlier. Yeah, a slice of the pie, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to. It's like a journey to get those slices of the pie. Most people are thinking uh, of violence. <clears throat> now, there's hand-to-hand violence against somebody that's dangerous with their hands or is just extremely, really dangerous with murderous intent with their hands. And then there's the guns, and then there's the knives. But most people today are killed with screwdrivers, wrenches, hammers, bats, crowbars. They don't say all these other weapons that people, vases, frying pans. They're being attacked with that. Whatever's at hand. Have you ever been faced with a guy who's 
wants to murder you and has a hammer in their hand and is coming at you with a hammer, that's a very scary thing. And he's got to take that hammer and he's coming at you. And he's coming at you in ways where that hammer is just swinging around. He's a big guy and he's just coming back and forth with that hammer and you're trying to stop that. That's real life. A real life guy doesn't care, you know, like, okay, put your hands up, he cuts your throat. You know, like, it doesn't, you can be the best boxer, best martial artist, best whatever it is in the world, but when it comes to Mortal Kombat, it's different. And I think that you should always train in a martial art, and that's where I get into what a teacher is supposed to represent. You know, as in in, in the mechanics of it at first, to show, like, hey, this is the reality. There is no great move that's going to bail you out. It's what the situation calls for for you to have to to do and what needs to be done. You know, of course, you know, like you could get into what's around you, seeing what's around you, what you could use as a weapon, your exit routes, how dangerous, measuring the guy, all these variables come in, you know, that you could come into play in a real violent scenario. But the whole idea of a martial art is just lost its meaning. It's just to me, has become entertainment and competition. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? But I think there has to be a realism that's with it, you know? It's not like somebody comes down and says, hey, man, I'm this big competition dude. I think this is bad. Like this Thunder Chi mentioned this other guy. That's just ridiculous. That's just dumb. I don't even understand it. Like, And then one guy putting down another martial art because one guy mismet you know, misinterprets or misrepresents it. There's no bad art. There's just bad teachers and bad, you know, fantasy bubbles. You know, it's just that way. And I guess when it goes into the entertainment community, it has to be that way. Mm -hmm. One guy has to put down another martial art. Oh, you know, this martial art's terrible because it's all this and I'm a real dude that goes and I can punch a heavy bag and put my fist through it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's all part of the entertainment, though. That's all part of promoting yourself and making money. But real martial arts, you know, it's really about there's whatever has to be done to survive in whatever environment, to have a building, to rent a building, to be able to teach in, to teach out of your home, your backyard, in a basement, or in a school, you know, the art should always be first. It's just that way. The art should always be first. You don't have, you don't keep somebody there if they want to stay there and you say man you got a long way to go you don't keep them there because you're you're trying to con them you 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 have to be truthful you know and teaching <clears throat> getting into that you know uh, a little bit teaching is a great responsibility you know it's a great responsibility you know and you you can manipulate If you're a bad teacher, you can con, you could create an illusion, you can have magic, you know, you can hypnotize them just by who and what you are, but if it's not real, it's not real. And you can, countries go to war because of teachers. Napoleon, Genghis Khan, Hitler, right? James Jones, you know, people drank the Kool-Aid. You know, just, it's a, uh, Charles Manson. That's in a negative way. Then you have your positive ways, you know. You have your good teachers, you know, Jesus Christ, right? You know, uh, Martin Luther King, you know, people that are trying to, but they're all like swaying people to a certain way of belief, you know. 
you got somebody with a gun in front of you that's going to pull the trigger. You can't put a flower in the, in the nozzle of the gun. He's got to pull the trigger. I love that scene where the, you got the tiger, the lion with the lamb. And they're sitting together. This is true peace. No, the lion or the tiger just isn't hungry. So it's cool. But when that tiger or that lion gets hungry, that lamb's got to go. <laughs> right? So it's just a moment. And there's a difference. And you got to have, you have to have a, an understanding or try to come closer to your own center. You know, try. Nobody ever gets there, but you've got to try, you know. That's what the symbol I dreamed up represents. You know, the little maze, and then you have the two solid, and then you have the yin and the yang, which are always constantly moving. <clears throat> you're always constantly learning. You're always constantly growing. Teachers are important. They really are important. And I think that it's a great power What's magical about a teacher is that now teachers have become very conventional and fit into whatever category, whatever they are. People don't appreciate them. But with great power comes great responsibility, right? Just like the Spider-Man thing, right? It's just, it's true. You know, when you teach, you can, you have to represent something that's real. It gives you, like, you may not be an X-Man, you know, and have these things that come out of your your skin and slice somebody down, but literally you are. When you teach, you're teaching people and they believe in what it is that you're doing, especially if they believe in what you're doing, then you need to represent that. And sometimes teaching politically, socially, could create whole nations to go to war. And it's over a few people that, that do it. And who's behind the teacher or the group that comes behind it. And people follow them. So I believe now in the realm of what are, and to my listeners, what are you looking for in a martial art? Ben put it out. He said, when my goddaughter was doing what she was doing in the, <clears throat> in the martial art, the guy was there, this is what I'm teaching. Yeah, and as for a person <clears throat> her age, the socialization was very important, the body strengthening, all good things. You didn't want her out there getting her teeth knocked out anyway. I well, mean, and, and, and you shouldn't get your teeth knocked out. No, no, I mean, it's a I'm process, just, you know? I'm just saying, like, that wasn't what the school was about. That's right. And her parents were like, cool. Because <laughs> they wanted her in the arts, <clears throat> but they didn't want... They, they wanted to be a little bit protective of her. Yes. What are you looking for as an individual? What do you really want? And for that, you got to do a little searching. you got to do a little seeking. Educate yourself a little bit. Try different schools. Because everybody you talk to will always say that the teacher is the greatest on the planet. Yeah. You know? and, part of, yeah, part of that's ego and part of that's resonance. Yes. So Investigate. Go out and look. Seek. Train. You guys know me. I, uh, you guys all come from different types of teachers. Yeah. And I've never discouraged you about going and training or going with anybody else. Say, hey, do it. Get out there and discover. That's what it's about, you know? That's definitely one of the things I've seen, too, um, with different schools that I've been in. A lot of, like, there's a lot of reverence for the teacher. And, like, in, not, in, in some ways, it almost feels like, um, like what you're talking about with, like, that, it's like a cult of personality, mm-hmm. right, to a certain extent, where people come in and they're, like, it's, it's, it's a lot of love, it's a lot of respect, but it's almost, like, um, like, untouchable. Like, you know, there's teachers, like, is this thing on a pedestal. And I think the schools that I've stayed in the longest, you know, the jiu-jitsu and the kung fu with you... You, you know, neither of you shy away from who you are. You know, if like, if I come up to you or if I come up to 
far. And that's why I have respect for both of you, right? Is because I can say something like, oh, I think you did this or I think you did that. And you just be like, okay. You know, it's, it's, there's an acceptance of that, like, as a teacher, you're not just teaching us, like, you know, do this art or whatever. You're helping us discover ourselves. And in that process, you know, there's going to be, we're going to see things differently than you. And we're going to point that out. And that's part of the process of growth and discovery. And rather than saying, no, don't be in this way that I don't want you to be, you say, all right, pursue that. And if it challenges me, then we'll have that, that, that interaction. And then both of us will grow from it. Mm-hmm. Right. You accept that to a certain extent, you're learning things from us. And we're learning things from you. That's right. A good teacher is never fulfilled. It's always moving. You're just maybe a little bit further down that path, or a lot further down that path than you guys are. But you're on the path, whatever that is, the path of discovery. You know what sparring is? You know what, what happened to sparring now? Because all you do is you see sparring. You see schools sparring one another, you know, whether they're wearing protective armor, you know, hitting each other, going through points or whatever. Are sparring partners or, you know, are, you know, like true sparring partners where you're getting out there like in a mixed martial arts or in a boxing where you're with a sparring partner and they're trying to hit you, you know, you know, and you're getting people don't realize all the time and energy those guys put into uh, to just training and they're getting hit not just in the ring, they're getting hit when they're practicing as well. But it's become lost because now that still falls under the realm of competition. If you really want to understand what sparring is, it's about becoming your opponent. It's not about beating your opponent. It's about equalizing your opponent out to have an understanding. So if you're standing in front of a wood element, you have to become wood. Just to simplify what I'm talking about. If you're standing in front of a water element, then you have to become water. If you're standing in front of a fire element, then you become fire. Each person representing a different thing. It's not about beating them. It's about understanding them. Once you understand them, then you can amalgamate your techniques, other things, everything that you're learning into all different scenarios of fighting. It's not creating something neat and nice that everybody works into where you can, you know, everybody's doing the same thing and it looks good because it's rehearsed. It shouldn't be rehearsed. Sparring also now has just become competition. So if a true teacher is out there teaching, you're teaching a mixed martial art person or teaching a jujitsu person and stuff, yeah, there's the competition that goes in there, but then there's also that seriousness to, hey, don't beat each other, equal each other out. That's really extremely difficult. But it's like understanding another person's timing, understanding another person's range, their reach, their stepping, moving with it. Once you could shadow it and move with it, then you could defeat it. And that takes it into the realm of what sparring has also become lost. Because now you've got people sparring in the ring. You know, they're trying to knock each other out. People sparring within the school. There's no true technique being really processed into the person other than I just want to hit them and knock them out. Can I lift more weights? Can I get my arms more powerful? Can I punch harder? You know, can I move faster? All of that is slice of the pie. All has to come in to being able to stand in front of anyone, you know, in a Mortal Kombat situation. So we talked a lot about teaching. I just want to touch on students, what it is to be a student, because teaching is a way to learn more. And that's the other thing, but you got to get to there. So as far as the students, what you're looking for in a teacher. So... In, like you said, we've all come from different backgrounds. You've had a number of different sifus. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. 19 years of it. But that's my point. Like, at a certain point, you found someone you resonated with much more. And the, the interesting thing was the guy you didn't resonate with that much, you learned quite a bit from. Right. So I'm not going to go into that. But the point is, when Sifu was saying investigate, he's talking about when you go into a school, you should you should have some level of faith in the people teaching. You should have lo- some level, definitely have respect for the people teaching you because they're taking the time to teach you. And it's not just because you're showing up and giving them money. But when you do that, you have to be careful about where you throw all that that admiration. It's it's fine to admire the people in the school and the ones teaching you. It's fine to have respect for them, and eventually, over time, you can develop you know a level of affection. You know, you can care about the people that are teaching you, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just you have to be honest with if what they're showing you is what you're really after, or you're just being sort of manipulated and pushed into a different direction. And the other thing you have to be aware about is whatever teacher, certain level of faith and respect comes into it. So when you get to the point where you can start teaching yourself, you have to have developed that level of faith and respect to yourself, at least to a certain point, where you can honestly look at yourself and assess where you're moving. And that's what's going to help you become a teacher. And then when you get to that point and you start teaching what you've learned, which is what everyone in this room has done, that's when you really start to, to grow. <laughs> that's when you get the most out of it. Well, you know, the last class that I just had with you guys, which was past Sunday, with all the guys that were trained to be, eventually, hopefully, become seafoods, which just means teacher, but at the point where you can really understand yourself. That last conversation I had with you guys about being honest with one another, you know, to not compare if there's something that you feel one of the guys aren't doing or maybe teaching or maybe too aggressive or or too whatever. You guys need to talk to each other, have the ability to talk to each other without defending yourself. You know, to open yourself up to what the other person was saying, to open yourself up to what what was going on, to listen, to truly listen if that person is saying something, hey, I think you're coming down too hard on this one student, and then right away, hey, it's my my dojo, it's my school, my mat, I could come down on them all the way I want, that's it, you know, you should butt out, or, oh, well, Kenny teaches the Tai Chi this way, Ben teaches the Tai Chi that way, and I think Kenny's a little bit better. This is amongst just the school, the Sifus. Kenny just represents it a little bit better than Ben does in that way. That's just wrong. You need to have open communication. You need to not... What makes a good teacher is one who also has the ability to not challenge, to listen, to absorb, to understand what's being said to them, then think about it, and then maybe reprocess it. Because if a person's saying it, well, obviously they see something that you're not seeing. Even if what they're seeing is what you're not expressing, well, then maybe you aren't expressing it right either, and that's why they're seeing it. They need to be open to your students. You need to be open just to everything that's going around, and you need to be open especially to the other sifus or the other instructors that are in the class. It's one of the difficulties of being a teacher. Like, And I, I was thoroughly unprepared for it when it happened. It, don't worry, it doesn't happen terribly much, but 
when you get students and when they admire, they have that respect, they have that faith, and eventually that affection, the, the hard part is you're not always aware of how much weight your words carry. Mm-hmm. And words that, have power. And that's, that's one of the, the hardest things. So like when you first step into that teaching role and someone who's less experienced than you, someone who looks up to you, you may not even realize it because it's happened to me. Like someone valued what I was saying. I had no concept. I was just talking. I was like, what? You thought that was good? No, that sucked. <laughs> like, and he's like, oh, I thought that was pretty good. Like, and you just have to be much more mindful of what you're saying and how you're saying it. And try to be as clear as you're able. There's always going to be some level of misunderstanding, but, you know, that's that just means there's more room to grow. Yeah, and you need to see that. We don't, we don't. I never did, you know. Uh, I was always pretty aggressive and well I, in my teaching and whatnot, and, and there was always humor. Yeah. There's always humor in my teaching, but at the same time, you know, you recognize and that's what I mean. You, you're you can really affect through words and through actions what a person sees in you that you don't see in yourself. And somebody in the class may see that and want to. They should have the. You should be approachable. Right. You the know? nice thing is you maintain a level of honesty. Yeah. If it doesn't look good, you know, you'll find a way to say that without destroying someone, but... But I used to not. Well, some... Like with you guys, oh, I'll say it. Look, You know, because you're training, you're at a level now, I'm saying, man, uh, Vic, what, what what the heck was that that you just did? You know, right. I don't even know what that was, you know, like, but there, you guys can certain, take it. Yeah, there are certain times you can't hold back. Yeah. And you shouldn't. But, you know, certain people, you just be like, I, you know, it's like... The word is like a cinder block falling from eight stories up. You can't use that. You should be like, you're terrible. And they just, you bury them with that, that one comment. And it's, it's sometimes it's, you've got to just know where to place it. Like right. that one little kid that you were always telling me about. <laughs> That's, in, in it still school. makes me laugh. Right? That was a funny. We were doing marching. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the combo was like punch, punch, double jump kick. And... Sifu has a tone, for those of you who have been in class. And um, the way you ask things, you go, how would you guys feel about that? And just the, the way you projected it, everyone in the room knew, well, not good based on what you just said. <laughs> like, all in our heads were just like, well, if he's saying it like that, terrible. And the little kid goes, I thought it was pretty good. And you go, well, it sucked. <laughs> and the kid was like, oh. <laughs> The, the best part was, like, the kid didn't cry. The kid didn't get upset. But it did shock. Yeah, he... Because he, he was a very intelligent kid. He's a very sharp kid. Yeah. He's been he's been told he's been great his whole life. He was an intelligent kid. And the, the funniest part was after class. He's like, hey, do you have any kids? You're like, no. And he goes, you make a good dad. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. But, but so it was, it is, it's the, a matter of where you approach it and... How you what you say? The kid appreciated it. Right, I could have said it at a different time, and it wouldn't have come off that well, you know. No, because it was with the class, because it came off as very funny. Yeah. If if it had come out much harsher and nobody laughed, that would have been much worse. Right. If I would have embarrassed him, but it was just really I did embarrass it, but in a in a very respectful way. Right. But the thing is, he he challenged you at the same time. Yeah. He go. Do you really think that was good? And he goes, "Yes, I do think that was good." And we're like, "Well, it wasn't." Yeah. <laughs> and so, the thing is, you made it a dialogue, and the kid was like, "Oh, 
Nobody's ever said that before. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it was cool, but, you know, if an adult had did that, an adult probably would have never come back to the school. But, but because he was a kid, he was able to move with it. And it was just really funny. But that comes from experience. You know, if you if you got a new student and you've been teaching, like, six months, you go, well, you all suck! <laughs> well, yeah, well, I've calmed that yeah. down. No, no, but, no, but that's, a, that's a different mentality. you guys told me to calm it down. So I'd listen, okay, to a degree. You also taught a much... Different crowd. Group, yeah, different group yeah. of people. And it all depends. Now Tougher. I'm teaching you guys. I'm teaching the seven of you guys now. You guys are in a process now. And you have to admit that it's probably the hardest thing you ever had to do. And you're all very bad at it. No, I'm great. You know? Uh, and, you're all, and you're all very good at where you are. You could fight, you could do what you do, but now you're going into a different realm. It's like, yeah. now you lost your belt. And now you're really learning. And now you're entering into this realm like, whoa. And I have to be honest with, you know, say, what, 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 what is that? Kenny, what kind of kick is that? Or what, what are you doing? You're not doing what I'm telling you to do. What is that? You know you're not doing what I'm telling you. Well, I can't do it. Oh, there you go. So what are you practicing right now? Well, I'm practicing the art of sucking. Very good. Because <laughs> one day you won't be practicing that anymore. But right now, this is what you're practicing. Damn. You know, and, but you're putting that pie together. You're putting those slices of that pie together. And you're putting it together with yourself. You shouldn't compare yourself to anyone. You should be able to stand eventually in front of anyone in a real violent. I'm not talking competing. Like, you know, I'm going to go in and challenge this guy from this school and that thing. That's competition. I'm talking about Mortal Kombat. That's what I'm talking about. And how you're processing and learning. You know. So, anyway. Anybody else want to say anything else? We're good? All right, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Way of Violent Realization. If you'd like to see or hear more, you can check out the website, systemswithinsystems.com. We have a YouTube channel and a Facebook page that you find the links for. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to our email, sws.kungfu at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you.